This is Brain Diet, episode 169, when you don't like how you look in photos. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. Hello, people. Are you ready to talk about pictures, pictures of you and how you feel about yourself in those pictures? That is what is on my mind today, and that is what I want to speak with you about, is when you don't like how you look in photos. And the reason this is on my mind for today is I feel like we are in a day and age, obviously, where we are taking way more photos than we were 10 years ago, for sure, 20 years ago, obviously, 30 years ago, we are taking pictures constantly. I mean, I know myself, at least I take a couple a day, whether it's of people or something or screenshots, I just am constantly accumulating photos. Now, this means that there are more opportunities for me to have my photo taken. We just returned from our big trip to the Florida Keys. I've talked about it on the podcast and we took tons of photos there and we have this big group family album where people have been uploading the pictures that they took. And it made me think about how when it comes to vacations and summertime, I don't know if you're like me, but I tend to take more photos in this season whether I'm on vacation or just in the summertime, I'm taking photos. And I mean, I am all the time, but something about summertime and, and warm weather seems to lend itself to taking more pictures or to at least have opportunities to take more pictures because no one wants to take a picture of a cold and gray day. But when the sun is out and there are bright colors, it just seems like more pictures are being taken. And I don't know, that's just my own personal opinion. But regardless, that's what's been on my mind is we're getting into that season of, oh, we're going to be taking more photos or maybe not, but still, even if it's not more photos, we tend to be taking them more often than we were years ago. And there can be so much drama mentally about how we perceive ourselves, how we look in photos. And I want to speak to that today because I feel like there is such an opportunity to pay attention to this part of your life, to pay attention to how you feel about yourself in photos. And I want to ask you a question. If you could take every picture confidently and be kind to yourself when you see it, what would your life be like? If you would jump at every opportunity to take a photo and every opportunity that you had to look at yourself in a photo you took and were kind to yourself about what you saw, I want you to think about what your life would be like and how it would be different. Over Easter, we had um, we had my kids in their little Easter outfits and I was taking pictures of them and a woman came over and she was like, why don't you jump in and... Um, take a picture with your kiddos. And my husband and I were right there and, and we took one and it was great. And she commented on how, on how few pictures she has with her young children, because she was so self-conscious of the way that she looked. And she was so resistant to the idea of herself as she was in that moment being photographed, that she was missing pictures 
of herself with her babies, her young babies. And she said, at the time, I felt so awful about myself and was so ashamed to be in pictures. And the very few pictures that I have, I look back on and I'm so grateful that I have them, that I do have these pictures of myself with my kids. And it broke my heart a little bit because I know so many fall into this category of, even if it's often or not, having resistance to having your photo taken because you are embarrassed about the way that you look or you're, you're worried about what other people will think. And it got me thinking, I, I know that I was a little bit resistant to it when I was pregnant with both my babies. And some of it was deliberate, like, I just feel like a whale, I don't want to be photographed. And other elements of it were just like, it wasn't on my mind to even document a pregnancy, why would I do that? And that happens, right? We don't think to take pictures of something. But the former part being resistant to seeing yourself, that's what makes me sad. Like the pictures that I do have of myself pregnant, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, my body made humans and it, it did it without me having to think about it. And as much as like I was in pain and I had all sorts of crazy pregnancy symptoms, like I didn't want the pictures so that I looked like this glamorous, amazing pregnant person. I want the pictures just to commemorate those moments of of the hard and the good and just to remember how awesome I am for what I did and how awesome women are for what they do with having babies and so this has been on my mind when we are deliberately not taking photos of ourselves because of embarrassment or shame or or worry about judgment or concern about how we have insecurity all these things sometimes we can miss opportunities to to really give ourselves credit for the wonderful life that we are living. And I think that it is such a gift to do the work, to be able to take pictures at all stages of your life. It is a gift to yourself to have photos of memories and of the life that you are living. And it's a gift to others. My grandparents, I was really close to my grandpa and oh my gosh, I'm going to start getting emotional. I don't think I've ever cried on the podcast, but I, every picture I can get of him, I cherish every, every picture. And there are so few, right? Because he was born in 1929. So obviously it wasn't the time where people were taking pictures all the time. Like we have now with iPhones, but seeing him, seeing every picture that I can possibly of him is so important to me. It's so powerful. And I love every picture that I can see of him. Now, I certainly don't expect my children to cherish every photo of the 9 million that I probably have of myself over the last couple of years. But if I can give them something that they will appreciate, and if I can give myself something that I can appreciate, then that's why this work is worth doing to me. It's worth it to be able to do this internal work that I'm going to talk to you about today in order to capture these moments and to share them and to have them for you and for others because others will appreciate them. People that are on your side that really love you as you are, love you for who you are, will love having photos of you. And that's that's something that I think is worthwhile for others and for yourself. So I want to talk a little bit about what's happening in your brain when you initially look at a photo of yourself. So let's first begin by saying 
our brain likes to get used to things. It likes to know what to anticipate. It likes to manage expectations so that it can have areas open for unexpected changes that might be threatening, right? We want to have routine. The brain likes to to sort out information that it doesn't need so that it can have energy ready for something that it does need to know. It's kind of like if you walk into a house for the first time and you notice how it smells. I remember feeling that way when we bought this house that we live in. Now I walked in, I'm like, oh, I notice a smell. And after a couple of weeks, I stopped noticing it. And there's a part of me that was like, oh, it must just be because the smell has changed. But every once in a while, I will, there's like one spot in our house where I will get the scent and I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. And the thing is, is it probably does still have that scent and maybe it's changed a little bit, but more than anything, the brain's just filtered it out, right? It's kind of the same way too with like, if you really look at your nose with your own eyes, you can see it, but your brain kind of filters that out because it knows that's there. It knows to expect there's a brain here. So I'm just, there's a nose here. So I'm not going to pay attention to that. Instead, I'm going to use our eyes to look for other information that might be new or threatening or interesting, right? So when it comes to you and what you see in the mirror, you get used to that. Your brain is accustomed to what it sees. And this is on purpose, right? Because if it were an absolute shock, every time you stepped in front of the mirror, it would be like, total sensory overload. So this is a very useful strategy that the brain has in order to work properly is it manages what it sees in order to know what to expect. And so when you look in the mirror, in the same mirror over and over every single day, you know what to expect. And your brain is well aware of that. And that's why like if you ever see a photo in reverse of you, you're so hyper aware of it. You're like, oh my gosh, wow, that looks so strange because my face is totally different than what I'm used to seeing in my own reflection in the mirror. And so really when you see a photo of yourself and you have like a, oh my gosh, is that what I really look like type of response? This is actually your brain's first line of defense. It's your brain working very well. It's because your brain is seeing something that it's not used to seeing or not in the context that it's used to seeing it. And saying, whoa, is something wrong here? This is really different than what we are accustomed to seeing every single day. Something must be wrong here. So your brain is doing the right thing if you look at a photo and experience some type of like shock or surprise or just like, whoa, is that really, do I really look like that? Now, in addition to this, the brain also plays off of insecurities, things you are concerned about within yourself when it sees you in a photo. If there's anything that you feel like is wrong with you, again, brain is looking for problems. And if you have some type of insecurity with your body, it's just your brain's made up idea of something that could potentially be a problem. Like, oh, if I don't have thin enough this, then I'm not going to be able to find a mate. And if I can't find a mate, then I can't procreate. And if I can't procreate and survive, then I'm going to die, right? There's a whole like line of survivalism that I think is, is happening in our brain at all times. But when it comes to us looking at photos, this is where our insecurities play in. The things that we are insecure about or that we don't like about ourselves because we just think maybe they don't match up to this idea of societal beauty or acceptance, our brain views that as a problem. And so when you see yourself in a photo and your brain is like, whoa, that's really interesting that I look like that. Is that really what I look like? Then it starts to have a conversation. Your brain starts to offer these sentences of why this could be even more problematic than we thought it was. 
So when you don't monitor that dialogue, that narrative in your mind, then your brain can quickly spiral and run wild with its opinions about a single photo. And I don't know if you've ever had this before, where one photo and the way that you feel because of all of the thoughts that you're having in your mind about it can like derail you (laughs) and it can totally mess up like the rest of your day. This is because of sentences in our brain. We think that the photo is the problem. We think that our body in the photo is the problem, but really it's a brain problem. It's what's happening in our mind. The photo is just information, right? And our brain having a reaction to it again is, is normal, but the body isn't the problem. It's our brain's perception of it. It's the thoughts that we are having about ourselves in these photos. That's what can be so problematic for us. Like how often do you take pictures and say, oh, that's not a good one. Let's redo it. Like, oh, that, that I I don't look good in that one. Let's redo it. Because the truth is this picture that you see and you think, oh, that's not good of me. We should redo this photo. The picture is how you looked in that moment. That picture is you in that moment. And by judging it and thinking that it's not good enough, you subconsciously create conditional judgment about when we are beautiful and when we are not. Because if there are times that you view yourself as not beautiful, if there are moments of you being you that you think aren't beautiful, you are creating a dichotomy. You are creating two things that are are different. You are creating conditions upon which you are acceptable. One thing that I thought was really interesting is there is this girl on Instagram and she is... I don't know what she would call herself, but kind of like a body positive, uh, trying to uh, work against diet culture person. Her name is Alex Light. And the stuff that she shares is awesome. I think she's doing such great work and I love her content. And she posted a reel of the same photo taken with like five or six different camera lenses. And so she just posted the photos back to back of one another to one another and it was really interesting to see how using a different lens on a camera, and I think we know this, like different lenses do different things to photos, but when you see it side by side like that, it really illustrated how different a person can look in photos just based on the equipment used to photograph the person. And so again, her name's Alex Light. I would highly recommend following her. I think her handle is like Alex Light underscore LDN or something like that. But anyway, the the lesson behind it, I think, was really interesting and really powerful just to show that you are going to look different, even in the same moment, based on what you are being photographed with. So if you think about it, you can't really trust the moment 100%. Whatever you see in a photo, you can't really trust 100% that it is exactly what you look like. But it's worth asking, am I going to be one of those people that obsesses over every picture of me? Am I going to be one of those people that that looks at every single picture and has to make sure that I say, that I give the go ahead before it's posted, that I make sure that I'm always aware of what images are out there of me? Or can I just be like, this is me. And yeah, maybe there's a lens that captured me a little bit differently. Maybe I look different in this photo than I'm used to seeing in the mirror every day. But regardless, like, it's still me. I'm still the body in that photo. And when it comes to lenses, they can change the way that you look and also angles. Like some angles are more flattering than others. And, and regardless, 
it's still me. It's still you. Like regardless of the angle, regardless of the lens, you can, you know, have some awareness and be like, well, you know, sometimes you do look different in in photos depending on the camera or depending on the angle, but it's still me. It's still you. And that alone should be reason enough to question all of the judgment and all of the unkindness. It's worth saying, yeah, maybe it was a lens, maybe it was an angle. And even if it wasn't, I still love me. I still am proud of me. I'm still grateful to be me. And when it comes to things like camera angles, it's kind of like clothes. If clothes don't look good on you, it's not your fault. It's not your body's fault. It's the clothes fault. It's not your body to make the clothes look good. It's the clothes' job. So if they're not doing their job, it's on them. And the same goes for angles, right? Like if the angle isn't doing its job, it's not necessarily because something is wrong with your body. It's just the fault of the angle, right? And I'm going to hammer this, hammer this into existence right now. Even if it is the angle, even if it's not the angle, even if it's not the camera, there's still so much that's deeper than that. It's still you in that photo. And the truth is, it can be easier to monitor all the photos that are going out of you and make sure that you facetune every single photo and that you edit every single photo. It can be easier because you're avoiding all of the internal work. But it's also a lot of external work. It's a lot of worrying. It's a lot of thinking. And I don't know about you, but I would like to think about other things. I have so much I want to do in my life and I don't want to spend all of my mental energy worrying about what people are going to think about me in certain photos. And it's okay that your brain has these thoughts initially, but also you can direct your brain. Controlling every picture is no internal work and all of the external work, but there's no freedom. There's a lot of turmoil that comes with that, of trying to control that or just trying to manipulate people's judgment of you. They're going to judge you anyway. And so it's so much more freeing to allow yourself to not worry so much about censoring every single picture and just allow it to be in the universe. Allow you to be you. Allow you to be uncensored. Because honestly, when you are more yourself in that way, then the people that love you for who you are will find you and be a part of your tribe. But when you are censoring everything, you you miss the chance to create some freedom and peace within you. Now, pictures of you and your life and your family and your experiences, that's what we want to accumulate. We want to make them about our life and our family and our experiences. We don't want to make them about our thighs. And, and we might, and that's okay that you do, but be honest with yourself about what you're doing. And, and notice what your brain is saying to you about you and photos because sometimes our brains can be really unkind and again our brains are just being brains and that's okay but you then have this the, the choice and the opportunity to decide what you want to believe about yourself and we are in a very visual world we with social media, everything is visual and there is lots of judgment. More now, people are are casting judgment because we are have presented with a lot larger platforms to put forth things for people to have judgment about. And people have a lot of opinions about how we should look. And I think that with the way that technology is changing and that social media is what it is, we need to find a way to be accepting of ourselves no matter what. We need to find a way to believe that we are beautiful no matter what. And the first way that we do that is by defining what beautiful means to us. 
It is a gift to believe in your own beauty that is visual and that is internal. But what beauty is, is going to be unique to you by your own definition. And I guarantee that you already have a definition for it, probably based on societal information and messaging that you have gotten, but you have the power to question that. Do I want to believe that beauty is a certain measurement on a body? Do I want to believe that beauty is a certain color of hair or a certain, you know, shape of eyes? Because you can certainly if you want, but you can also question that. You can also just decide. I don't want that to be what I define as beautiful because oftentimes we use our own definition of beauty against ourselves. I have this definition of beauty and I don't match it. Thus, I'm not beautiful. And that is such a shame because everyone deserves to believe that they are beautiful. And I think we participate in this idea that the goal is to be more beautiful and that we aren't acceptable unless we are more beautiful or unless we are pursuing more beauty. Unless we are actively pursuing more beauty, then we are not acceptable. And we we participate in this idea. And I want to offer you the idea today that no matter what is happening, you can decide to believe that you are beautiful. And you might, you might have to inch your way there. It might be so far off for you to believe you could ever get there, that you could believe that you are beautiful as you are now and as you look in photos. But it is a work worth doing. And if you have to just slowly change the way that you are thinking ever so slowly, it is still worth it. If it takes you years to believe that you are beautiful, it is still worth it. Because you deserve to feel that way. You deserve to believe that about yourself. We all do. And one of the ways that we can do this is by not saying, I'm more beautiful here and less beautiful here. When we create contingencies for our beauty, when we create conditions, when we say, I am most beautiful here and I am least beautiful here, we then create the opportunity for judgment upon ourselves when it isn't really necessary. Everywhere you go, I challenge you to think, I'm beautiful, whatever your own definition is. And if it's not believable, try something that is believable, like, I want to believe that I'm beautiful. I believe that one day I can believe that I'm beautiful. I have a body that moves, and that is beautiful. You also don't have to freak out when your brain freaks out. When you see yourself in a photo, when you see yourself, you know, in a mirror, maybe that you're not normally looking into, it is totally normal that your brain looks at what it sees and is like, whoa, is that really what I look like? (laughs) And it made me think as I was writing the notes for this episode, it made me think about Hermione Granger and Harry Potter when, is it the third movie when they're going back in time? And she's like, is that really what my hair looks like from the back? And this is a very normal response for a brain to have. And so keep in mind that when that happens, it's okay. When you want to freak out over how you see yourself in a photo, it's okay. That is a normal response. But recognize that it's not something that's happening because something is actually wrong with you. It's happening just because you have a human brain. And what happens is when you can do this work, when you can pay attention to the thoughts that you are thinking about yourself and yourself in photos, and you can be really deliberate about inching your way towards believing in your own internal and external beauty, then... When someone else believes it or doesn't believe it, it won't take away from your own belief. That's where there's so much freedom. 
in doing the work to believe in your own beauty, you gain power to be in the world and to not shy away from it. Because there are a lot of people that will think that you are not beautiful. And there are a lot of people that will think that you are beautiful. But none of that matters when, in the end, what creates how you are feeling about yourself is the thoughts that you are having about you and your own beauty. Do not let others make that decision for you. Don't let others be in charge of how you feel about yourself and whether or not you believe that you are beautiful. Now, believing that you are beautiful in person or in a photo, it takes courage. It takes a lot of bravery to believe this. And in the beginning, working your way towards these thoughts of thinking, I'm beautiful. It's like a brand new baby plant and it's so tender and it requires so much love and attention or like a baby, a human baby. It takes so much love and effort and you're thinking about it all the time and it's so hard and you just have to keep caring for it and caring for it and caring for it. And sometimes you feel like if I put this into the world, if I put this baby plant into the world, it's just going to get smashed. It's going to get devoured. And that's why you have to be so gentle with yourself. You have to work on these beliefs, beliefs and be so kind to yourself. And it's work. You have to be brave and courageous and put in the work. Because the truth is, sometimes it's so much easier to be negative. It is so much easier to be critical of yourself and to have a pity party and to just believe that everything is wrong with you. Especially if you're practiced at it. If you already think those things about yourself and it's just naturally how you've been thinking on autopilot for a long time, then of course it's going to be easier to think negatively about yourself. But I implore you to summon the bravery to work on believing that you are beautiful, not for anyone else, but so that you can have your own back and show up in the world that you want to be. Show up in the world in a way that you want to show up rather than letting your life be dictated by other people's judgment, other people's opinions of you. Other people will have opinions. And there are people that I think are absolutely beautiful and there are people in the world that think they are horrible looking and it's because all of it has to do with our brain and our own perceptions of people it's not because people are objectively attractive or unattractive everything is happening in our brains so it is worth doing the work to change the way that you are thinking about yourself and your body even if it is so slow and even if it feels like i am beautiful is so far away from believable It's worth changing just by one degree for your own sake. Now, some people, when I have talked about this before, will say something like, well, it's easy because you are beautiful. It's it's easy to believe that you're beautiful because you are. And I say, well, so are you. What's your excuse? And they'll say, well, I'm not beautiful or amazing. And I say, that's not how it works. Like, of course, you don't think you're beautiful, but it's not because you aren't. You're just really good at believing these thoughts about yourself, that you're not beautiful. I'm not more beautiful than anyone else. I'm a human with a body. Just like we have dogs that are different breeds, like they're all just different, but they're all dogs. And I love them. I love dogs. Now, it's not my job to define what correct beauty standards are because I didn't create me. I'm not the one in charge of creating this. So I can't judge other people because I didn't create me and I didn't create them. I believe that I was made by a higher power. And so it's my job to see my beauty in the creation that is me, made exactly as I am. It's my job to see beauty in others made exactly as they are when they are different than me. 
Beauty is not something that is objectively true. It's not something that is factual. It's something that we create by definition in our brain by the thoughts that we are having over and over about what is acceptable and what is not. And if you look at beauty trends, that alone will be evidence enough. Because the way that body sizes have been popularized and then demonized, all of that shows that it is a very fluid and changing world of what is beautiful. And so instead of depending on the world to define what beauty is, instead of depending on other people to define your own beauty and whether or not you are, pay attention to what you think about you. And when you see yourself in photos, pay attention to the criticism that you want to have, that your brain wants to have initially, and know that nothing is wrong with that. But also, You get to decide what beauty is and you have the chance right now to give yourself the gift of deciding that you are enough, that you are beautiful. The end. My friends, this is such a powerful work to pay attention to what you are thinking about yourself now and in pictures. And do this as a gift to others so you can create more memories and and capture them and cherish them and so that you can also have a better landscape internally. That is what I want for every single person. So that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.